Hello and welcome to Latest United We Stand podcast in association with Betfred. Betfred opened the first shop in Salford in 1967 and currently sponsor the United We Stand podcast. We're back at Old Trafford in terms of the league. We're on the back of two horrific away defeats. Um, sandwiched in between that was a home draw against Southampton. Um, we've got a new United We Stand out today, so as sure as night follows day. It's absolutely chucking it down at Old Trafford and the sellers are just setting up um, with their waterproofs and their bin bags and hopefully you know, it won't affect sales too much. Um, United have got a big game tonight. Um, it's Brentford at home. Brentford are a team who have been in great form. They've, they've also won this season at Manchester City and got a... Um, a a good result away at Arsenal as well so it's not going to be an easy game for United I think the win is far more important than the performance tonight um, but United are going to have to play reasonably well to beat Brentford I'm going to catch up with the lads post-match um, I was supposed to be meeting a Brentford fan however he has cried off um, probably due to the rain um, so I'll catch up with those post-match and hopefully it will be on the back of a Manchester United win it's post-match at Old Trafford after Manchester United have got back to winning ways by beating Brentford by one goal to nil. Um, with me, um, got the lads after an opening day of selling the mag. Um, John McCauley, Stuart Edwards, James Young and John Ashton. Um, John, will come to you first. Um, I, I, I didn't expect um, an amazing performance tonight, but I'm delighted that United have managed to get you know, a, a bit of a return to form because they were better than they have been recently. I thought United were all right. Um, I wasn't as worried as some were. Um, you know, if people people are looking at it based on the games we've lost, and if you do actually look back over the season, you'll find that other than the, playing the top six or seven sides away from home, we pretty much beat everyone else other than them. Um, you know, the, the stark difference between I'll, I'll bring some stats up later, but the stark difference between us playing the top seven or eight teams in the league away and then every other game we've played this season has been massive um, I thought United played alright um, I don't think Brentford were great but if you listen to a lot of the pundits this morning when they're making predictions they all fancied at least Brentford to get a draw without anyone like raising many eyebrows about it so I think it, you've got to come away with the positives I thought we dominated it against a, a pretty good side um, didn't really give them a sniff got the goal perhaps should have scored more goals you know you, you could nitpick and say that we're, we're still struggling a bit up front but I thought we controlled the game quite well and, and deserved the win yeah, James, like John said, um, a lot of people um, fancying Brentford's chances today. They've won at City this year, um, they pushed Arsenal. I think they drew at Arsenal, actually, um, but United have got managed to get a win against them. Though. No, but I didn't, I didn't really think they threatened much at all, especially, I mean, they had that, I mean, the closest they probably came was that chance that De Gea basically gave to them on a plate. But even in the second half, I mean, they had that chance right at the end, like, I think it was on the counter attack where you thought, all right, there, there might be something here, but it just went wide for a, a goal kick. And that was kind of the story of the second half. Brentford had a lot of possession, but they didn't really threaten that much. And especially um, with the players that they've got up front, you'd expect them to be a bit more um, like they were when United played them in, in August and, you know, United got battered by them. But I felt them, uh, watching them, they were very defensive in the first half as well, especially um, like when United scored. I was expecting a lot more from them, especially under Frank, for them to press United a lot more, and they just didn't. Yeah, Stuart, um, not 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 an, an absolute classic, but I just felt the mood around United since weekend was a bit low. Um, plenty of tickets around tonight, you know, pretty poor conditions. Once say um, the atmosphere was amazing, so you know, I, I'm I'm delighted that we've managed to get three points from that. 
Yeah, uh, pretty much. For, it was definitely a bit of a different crowd again. Obviously, it's half term for most people, um, so a lot of the, maybe uh, of you know the younger the kids who maybe would normally be in school, you know, were coming to the game, which is good. But no, there was a bit of a apprehension about the game, uh, me included, if I'm being honest. Um, and I was probably more disappointed in Brentford than I was relieved with United's, I suppose, improvement from Sunday. I very, very disappointing, especially first half. They didn't have a, a sniff first half, and I think we probably must have had about 70 plus percent possession. So we got the goal. Uh, I think John said we possibly could have got one or two more. They flashed a couple across, but again, nothing, nothing of significance. I think De Gea made quite a one-on-one save. Got injured. Was it with his balls? He has finally confirmed he has actually got a pair of balls. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Come off his line then, yeah. yeah. No, no, good save. But no, apart from that, yeah, no, nothing of uh, any consequence really from, from them. So, you know, I'm pretty sure their support would be quite disappointed coming to Old Trafford off the back of what they've done maybe at other, other grounds this year. Yeah, um, Brentford, um, I read that that was only the second defeat in 17 games. So Jesus, yeah. that puts yeah. it into context, really. I think yeah. we all felt a bit despondent after Sunday's result and I think it kind of gave us flashbacks to previous seasons where we did really well and then we just faded and, and, and fell away and I think there was that apprehension for today because um, we were so bad on Sunday that I think people feared the worst but like John said our home record was fantastic so um, you know we were very hard to, to uh, get, a, get a point off at Old Trafford and uh, yeah, the, t- the team um, just did the job. You know, they, they were very professional. Just touching on what John said there, I mean, you, you kind of got in that first 20 minutes. You, we've seen that first 20 minutes time and time again at Old Trafford where we huffed and puffed without any real quality and then fizzled out. What I was happy with today with United was that they didn't really do that. They still kept going, you know, they didn't. We've always had that lull, haven't we? we especially that sort of 25 minutes to half, half time uh, mark. Um, we didn't really do that today. And then again in the second half, you're thinking 1-0, you've not really took your chances. The nerves might kick in, you know, they're going to get chances. And I don't think we really got that. And I think for all the things we have, we're still short on. I think that the one thing we have pushed on with this year is we're getting wins in games that previously I don't think we would have done. And I think today was kind of one of them games. And it's a decent platform to build on. It's, you know, it's three points against a good side. And... You know the the rhetoric will be that United have, you know should be winning at home, but if you listen to people this morning, they were bigging up Brentford and almost half expect them to get results. So it depends what what sort of uh, narrative you listen to, but I, I think it was a a decent performance. It was a solid win, um, and yeah, you move on. I think as I mean, what pleased me the most about tonight, it wasn't that any, somebody played like incredibly well. It's the fact that you know I felt like we had a lot of players out of form. And they all turned in like sevens, you know, rather than being absolutely excellent. And that, that that's a good sign, I think, because, you know, it shows that, you know, we're, we're back to, um, we're, we've, we've moved away from such a poor performance away from Newcastle. And it was a team sort of performance, really, where everybody, you know, you could give a seven or eight. Yeah, McTominay, yeah. especially, I think, deserves a bit of credit because he's obviously come under the cost for his performances, perhaps rightly so, but I think he's another one who's a little bit unlucky that he always seems to be playing with players that you know people praise Fred this season but it's mostly when he's got to play with Casemiro I don't think McTominay's really had that so it's always kind of been he plays instead of Casemiro you know so um, I don't think he's had that chance to shine with them players around him and I thought he he showed good character and got stuck in today and and didn't shirk anything but yeah no I I get your point completely you you could argue that we're we're still a bit too reliant on one person when it comes to goals Um, but but overall I've got a nice confidence builder um, players I wanted to talk about were Anthony and Sancho, um, two 
Um, both both had pretty, like I said just then, um, sevens you'd, you'd call them. I don't think they were as poor as recent weeks, but at the same time, they are struggling to create, um, especially when you know you consider we're, we're getting no change out of 160 million for them. So. And I think that's the thing with Sancho now. You know, you can put in these performances against Brentford, but we always expected more from him. I think that's the thing. It's like this is the bare minimum that I think Sancho should be playing and yeah. especially with the, the goals and the assists that I know it's a different league but the, the expectation when he came from Dortmund was that he was going to be a player that United were going to buy and he was going to score 20 goals a season and be a really integral part of the first team I just don't see him really doing any of that and even though you know he was okay today you know put a few nice passes in but he just isn't quite the type of player that I expected United to, to sign Stuart, those two, you know, yeah. what's your thoughts? I, I mean, I've seen glimpses in the first half, and but I do think they're different, the pair of them. You know, I think Anthony's got a lot more aggression in his game, um, but lacks probably, you know, the ability um, with the ball at his feet like Sancho does. You know, what's your well, point go, of view? Going off, yeah. like you said, about the sevens, there was a couple of eights, and I thought Anthony probably deserved maybe an eight, only because of his tracking, tracking back. Yeah, he's tracking back. I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 14 <laughs> no I think today he tracked back he did, yeah, and yeah. He, I thought he was our best player against Newcastle I know did. the benchmark wasn't very high but he did his normal three or four times to step inside and smash it into the crowd but, you know he's, he's trying to get it in the top corner all the time isn't he where maybe if he just a bit more composure um, on the other side Sancho again probably a seven but that's not great uh, that's okay but obviously he's come from a four really I like so, what so, James was saying then though about that's that's the minimum that we expect exactly tonight. yeah so yeah, a seven's yeah. not great but, but yeah. considering he's been a four for the last couple of games that's yeah. an improvement but he needs to then step it up again on Saturday if he gets an opportunity I, I, never, yeah, yeah. I never watched Sancho and come away thinking you've been terrible tonight like sometimes you know, Fernandez has a game where he has a stinker Luke Shaw can have an odd stinker I always come away from Sancho and just think I don't know everything he does I think was alright Nothing he did was terrible, but you won't yeah. see him for 25 minutes in a game, and the game yeah. will bypass yeah. him. The, the, he'll miss the game. Yeah. If, if you took the best things that Anthony does and the best things Sancho does, so Anthony's great away from the box, that ability to carry the ball forward. Sancho in the box makes the right decisions. You'd have, back. You'd have a good player. Yeah, I mean, God, God knows what you'd have if you took the bad things from them both on the other side. But you'd have an half decent player. But you're kind of thinking it's almost like you're almost going back to like the McTominay Fred here away you're saying well between them they can do one man's job and I think they're kind of at that point where you're thinking yeah you're both between you are alright but yeah but I don't uh, together I don't think I don't think it kind of works I think you feel like you can't accommodate both of those two players I don't think I think they're both uh, very you know fast and mobile players aren't they but some of the decision making is just awful at times and I think you know they're both what is it 21 and 22 that we forget how young they are I think with the big price tags and everything you expect them to be the finished article and they're really not you know you just go over that they move forward and I think I've seen some videos earlier in the week of Sancho playing for Dortmund and he was like dribbling it doing head ups down the wing <laughs> and all sorts you know he looked like uh, uh, Maradona but um, you know I don't, I don't know what that, that means maybe it says a little bit about the German league perhaps but um, yeah he's just lacking confidence I think as much as anything you can see there's a, a player there but for whatever reason, he just timid. isn't delivering. Yeah, timid, yeah, yeah, timid. timid. Yeah. I think that he lacks, he lacks yeah. that ball to play. How many times do you see him in a good position and he plays the ball backwards? So United fans will forgive, you know, Bruno Fernandes, they'll forgive that sort of player because they know that for every five passes he plays, two of them are going to be world-beating passes. That's, United have always been about taking risks. We've never been once, you know, Louis van Gaal got booed at Wembley because of his boring football. You know, mm. we've never ever been like that. It's always been about taking risks. But, in, um, but he can take risks in the position he plays, can't he? Where, where you, you take risks, eh? You, you say you shouldn't, 
concede a goal from it, should you? Because, you know, you're 80 yards up the pitch. So he, he's, he's got to be told that. You don't mind him taking risks, but he's got to, he's got to drive into... There was one opportunity tonight where... It was like on the edge of a box, and you think just get in the box, and then they're not going to second half. Yeah, they're yeah, not, yeah, so, yeah. not going to tackle you. Just like I said, you've yeah. used the word before, aggression. Just drive into the box, have a bit of determination, which I think Anthony does do. He might be all one-sided, but I think he does try to drive forward more than what Sancho does. But I think Sancho's got a big six, seven weeks, whatever's left of a season, and then obviously he's got to take that into pre-season and then come out, you know, all guns blazing next year. He's a, he's another one. We've got a squad that's basically, in terms of wingers, every one of them is better on the left-hand side. Yeah. And it, it, I still think even Anthony would probably be better on the left-hand side because he's still he's a right. Well, he's basically a left-footed player playing on the right, which is which seems to be, you know, that that's that's the norm nowadays for wingers that the, you, you know you play on the opposite foot. But he would literally be if he was a left-footed player and he just got bounce at a byline and could whip balls in because his right foot's pathetic and it's going to come a point where def- well it is come a point already where defenders are, or anyone who's any good you just show him out wide right and you know you'll get the ball off him you, he, he, it's a cliche but he is a one trick pony where all he really has got is that ability to cut inside and bend one in the top corner which might be great eight or nine times a season but it's not enough for a winger yeah, a um, t- couple of other positions I want to talk about um, and one of them is the goalkeeper um, we're, in, we're into April now um, in the last year of his contract, um, I've not heard anything about you know him being close to signing well, a new deal. He has actually, you know, he has actually got yeah. one more year to add on, but the club's choosing not to do it right now because it would be. Oh, is that right? Year, I thought they'd already done that. No, so no. it would be another four hundred grand a week to add that one year well, on. So, do that, so the club at the minute are trying to persuade him to give a longer deal with less money. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd have thought by now they'd have had it done. James, um, should we be getting rid? You know, we've seen another a weekly. You know, you, we have to be um, fair, um, but it is sort of a weekly gift um, to the opposition, isn't it? Yeah, Classic but game. then the grass isn't always green on the other side. Either if United get another goalkeeper that comes in, it's going to take a while to adapt. Like City spending loads of money on Bravo when they Joe Hart, and he obviously didn't work out. It's it's a very important position on the football pitch and he's still a great shot stopper there was a chance at the end that, that um, yeah. Brentford had that he's, he's very good at that's not the problem that he has it's, it's his distribution he's always been bad but it's got progressively worse in the last two or three seasons and I think now goalkeepers like Edison goalkeepers that basically have to come out of the box and almost play as a sweeper De Gea can't do that and that's Raise the, the, that's the, the yeah. problem that he has but then at the same time kept another clean sheet today he is still a very good shot stopper so it's, it's who do you bring in that you know is going to be reliable that you can have for the next six or it's seven not, years it's not just that as well what, what money is going to be available in the summer you know, if you do let him go okay a lot of money is going to go off the wage bill but you're, you're looking for a striker we probably it's need a right back we need a midfielder you know, is De Gea really letting us down that much? Yeah. That he's still, he's still back a in the head. Goalkeeper. You're still going to need a fifty million pound for a new goalkeeper. It's right? a nice call between the rock and a hard place with him, really, because um, he is a great keeper. Like he's been a great servant as well. You know, forget how long he's been at United, but um, this playing out from the back, it's just not his strengths. Like you know, you say you you work to your, your strengths of the team, and, and and clearly his distribution and playing out from the back. But it's clearly important to Tenag because of the way it draws teams out. It opens up space. You know, if he just said to De Gea, right when you get it, just welly it up pitch. <laughs> then uh, De Gea would be cool with it, but the team would probably suffer. So I think we have to have to accept that we might give away five, five or six silly goals a season. And and you know, I mean, clearly his his salary's got out of sync, hasn't it? You know, I think he's uh, if he was under grand a week, then then absolutely no problem. He's on a big salary, which is a classic Glazer thing, isn't it? It's Just a pros for cons thing, isn't it? You know, if, if United have got four hundred million pound in the summer to spend, then you go, yeah. But if you're going to go down your list of priority positions. He'd probably only be fourth or fifth. Now, I don't. I don't want to sit there and go. Oh, nice one. We've got a new goalkeeper. 
well, we start the season without Vegost up front. You know what I mean? It's it is little, and it's like the reason why we're where we are is because I think we've only scored 46 league goals. Now that's not necessarily De Gea's fault. We've scored the same amount of league goals as Leicester have, who are second from bottom. So it's not necessarily the goalkeeper's fault. So I think in time, ideally, you're probably given for one more season while you do other priority positions. But um, for me, he's not the bigger problem that that people are massively making him out to be. Profiling, surveillance, data harvesting. There are lots of things not to like about the tech giants. But what can you actually do about it when you rely on so many of their products? Well, we don't all have $44 billion to go buying up Twitter. But the good news is you don't have to be a billionaire to take a stand. Less than £5, $7 per month. You can join us and you can fight back against big tech by using ExpressVPN. How do you think big tech companies like Twitter make all their money anyway? Well, it's by tracking your searches, your video history, everything you click on, and then they sell your personal data. ExpressVPN helps you anonymize much of your online presence by hiding your IP address, a unique identifier that every device has, which allows big tech to match your activity back to you. That's why we use ExpressVPN on all our devices. It makes it much more difficult to exploit your data for their own profits. And the best part is how easy it is to use the ExpressVPN apps. Literally one click, tap one button on your phone or your computer, and that's it. It takes all it takes to keep people out of your business. If you don't like big tech tracking and selling your personal data for a profit, it's time to do something about it. Visit expressvpn.com forward slash united right now and if you do you get three months for absolutely nothing that's expressvpn.com forward slash united expressvpn.com forward slash united and the striker position i you know i think united look better tonight and i always think that they look better when they've got that threat um in behind defenders um, and that's something I think we lose with Veghorst and we did with Ronaldo at the start of the season as well um, you know what's your thoughts there because I, you know I, at this moment un, until Anthony Martial's fit you know I, I think I'd be tempted now to play Rashford there and I was always an advocate of leaving him alone on the left hand side you know where he's play, where he needs to nail down a position once and for all now he's in his mid-twenties but you know I think we need him don't we yeah, again, it's like pros v cons. You think to yourself, if you take Rashford off from the left wing and bring someone else in, how much do you lose compared to how much you gain by putting him up front instead of Egos? Um I've always championed, I think, him and Martial play quite well together. It'd be nice if you can keep him fit for the rest of the season, but, you know, I'm not holding out any hope there. But we, we said for a long time last year, didn't we, when everyone was championing Ronaldo, and we didn't want to pat, pat each other on the back and say, I told you so. But that sort of number nine position like that, I don't think it. I think it hinders teams, and forever we was looking at league tables of people saying, "Oh, where would United be without Ronaldo?" You know, wh- why are they not doing that now about Haaland at City? Oh, even, even, even though De Bruyne's goals are down, Gundogan's goals are down, and you see how well City played against Liverpool last year. It's not necessarily that the person playing there is a bad player, but I just think that in the modern era, you have to have players who are interchangeable. Who are you're not reliant on a trying to feed a number nine in that kind of sense. I think it's a lot harder to defend against when the goals are coming from all over the team. That, yeah. that, that's what we've not got. Like I said, I think, did you mean Sunday when you 
Liverpool against City. Sorry, yeah, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, yeah. yeah. so he didn't play, did he, Ireland? It was actually Saturday were, like Steve Olsen. Sat- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And City were fantastic. Yeah, and, this guy, and, four, and four different goal scorers. Yeah. But if Rashford wasn't to, it, it was, wasn't to play, you know, we wouldn't have two or three midfielders scoring, would well, we? Well, ironically, That's I think Rashford is City, carrying us a little bit this City season. He played the end of last season with pretty much no strikers, didn't they? They had like six midfielders and yeah. they was banging teams for five, and that's what you got, to do. you got And that's, you know, Bruno's not scored for, you know, uh, enough, has he? You know, McTominay never will. Uh, Casemiro, again, probably doesn't get forward as, as, as much, does he? So, you know, the goals have got to come. Again, we'll go back to Sancho and... Uh, yep. And Anthony, you know, these players have got to be getting yeah. 10, 12 a season. And that's why we're fucking 45 goals off Arsenal. Yeah, 100%, yeah. I mean, for the thing that I've concluded over the last few weeks, and, you know, I, I always try my best with United players not to, you know, jump on the backs. Um, but I, I think, you know, for the rest of the season, in our big games, like your semi-finals, your finals, um, if we get there, you know, I think we're going to have to have either Rashford up front or Martial up front because I don't think it's going to happen with Veghorst at all. Oh, he's, he's, no. he's a, a Burnley player on loan. You know, they've got relegated and still not sent him out on loan. It's nothing against the guy. He works his balls off, but people like kind of giving him credit for that. But that's the minimum you'd expect for a, a club like United. I mean, he's won the lottery playing for United. It's not his fault. It's the club's fault for poor planning that we've got no striker in, that we still had Ronaldo in and couldn't replace him last summer. Um, but he's not good enough he, and he was the best of what was available he was still the best of what was available until Martial's back fit but you're just hoping now that we've got enough bodies up there so that you can play Martial up there you can play Rashford up there you don't forget Garnacho back Anthony Sancho and those five should should be able to carry the burden because he was literally making me want to rip my eyeballs out he is a tough watch isn't he but I think what you can say is though we've got a lot of points with him in the team so he's took He's, he's, he's been difficult to watch he's not really added to the team play or anything but he's, he's took pressure off of the strikers where we're light so it's enabled the squad to like you know to get players rested and, and, and covered injuries so yeah he's, he's not the, he's not the future is he but he's, um, he's we've got away we've, yeah. we've got he's a lot been, of points he's been since in England January. for two years he's scored three goals in if, United, if United didn't <laughs> sign him like they'd have absolutely no option up front especially with Martial's injuries so they've, they've got to have someone there and I think that's the problem United have done before, where they've brought young players in too fast. Like if Garnacho played every game, for example, or Alanga or someone like that, that would do them more damage in the long term anyway. So it, it is better that you've got someone like that, almost as like a, a placeholder before they get someone else. Chuck him on last 15 minutes. Doesn't even win that many balls in the air for his chance. That's the problem. It's weird. He scored one goal in 20 for Burnley and he scored two goals in 20 for United. So if we keep him another six years, then he might yeah, score a decent ratio. He can't be anywhere near that starting 11. Again, if Martial can stay fit, then for me, he's got he's got to go up top and then Rashford's on the left and then the others can fight amongst the mood players. John said, you know, appreciate the work rate, but and I think I could get um, past, you know, some deficiencies if like he got he got a chance in the box and he you know you fancied him to score it. I don't I think his finishing technique's pretty poor as well. Mm. You know, who was, who was doesn't worse him or a Gallo? Oh him by a long, yeah. long, long way, because you got I'd probably have a Gallo back now. <laughs> Mr. Gallo was quick. Yeah. He won't get a game at Soccer Aid. <laughs> Usain Bolt took his place yeah, off. But Usain Bolt and naming arms up front for the rest of the world team, and they might bring him on for five minutes. What's the lad that created it? Just because he's Robbie Williams' his mate or something, he might get yeah, him. Yeah, you mean. <laughs> anyway, um, moving on, um, we've got Everton on Saturday. I actually looked at the table on the way out of the ground. Um, I think United are, uh, you know, um, I, I can't see us cocking this up. The top four. No, and 
again, I'll, I'll come back to the stats and I was going to mention. United this season have played the top nine teams away. We've played six of them, um, other than ourselves, obviously. So we've only got, I think, Tottenham and Brighton to go to. And of them six games, we've lost all six and conceded 25 goals, which is ridiculous. But we've also played another 42 games, conceded 25 in them. So we conceded as many in them six games as them. United are very good at beating teams at Old Trafford or even teams away that are not very good. And most of the fixtures we've got left are them sort of games. So yeah. I don't think United are in any problems at all in that sense. We, like I said, other than them six games against them Premier League teams, the last time we lost was Brighton at home on the first game of the season. It's like 40-odd games. So yeah. I think United will be fine, just apart from maybe Tottenham and Brighton away. Aye, Rashford gets injured. Yeah, We're screwed, aren't we? Mm. That, that's what you've got to say. That's my worry. I think I think burnout, we've relied on him for eight weeks. OK, he's not notched again tonight. But I just worry going into this, this mad again another six games is in the next five, four weeks or whatever it is. You know, it's, it's every four days again, isn't it? You know, he's got to mix it up again on Saturday. He's got Seville coming up. Obviously, the Wembley final, uh, semi-final to think about. I, I I'm a bit more pessimistic. People I, I just forget think... as well though that it's not like every team round you are like Arsenal. You know, if we're three points above Tottenham with a game in hand already, what's so what's Tottenham We've got left nine games. Yeah. You probably need to win five of them to finish above Tottenham because they're not going to win every game. I think Brighton are probably more of a threat than, than, yeah, than Tottenham yeah. are right now because we've got to go there as well. So, um, you know, we've got, we've got a bad record there. But yeah. Newcastle obviously had a good run at the minute, but it's ours to throw away. I mean, and it, then as well, you've got the second option of the, uh, the Europa League, which, you know, you get into the Champions League for, for winning that. So, yeah. Um, okay, so we had a new mag out tonight. Um, tonight. Um, thanks to everyone that bought it. Um, we'll be selling it again against Everton, Seville, and who's the last one? Who's the one after that? I think, Villa. I think Villa. it's Villa. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Aston Villa at home, they're in form as well, aren't they? Which is um, a, while, a like difficult you. game. But yeah, cheers to everyone that bought the mag, and we'll just do a quick round of man of the matches. The obvious one would be Rashford, but I'm going to go for keeping a clean sheet and fighting off a bit of criticism. I'm going to say McTominay today. Yeah, I think Rashford again. Just like he's just been so consistent this season. That was the main criticism of his of him before under Mourinho under Solskjaer. A bit like Sancho, he'd go missing in games like this, but he's, he's just been spot on. Like since Ten Hag's been the only manager really since Van Gaal that's managed to get the best out of him as a footballer. Sorry to jump in as well. Another stat: that was the tenth time this season Rashford scored the winning goal for United in the Premier League, which is three better than any other player. Oh, that's good. Yeah, just just out of interest, yeah. am I right in thinking that we've equalled last year's points tally tonight? No, wrong, no, wrong. because he's, he's been getting a lot of stick this week saying that we're only three points better off than we was this time last year, which is correct. Yeah. But what people didn't factor in was from our last 11 games last season, we only took 11 points. So it's not like we're, yeah. that's relegation form. Yeah. So it's, it's not like this time last year we, we were terrible. Yeah, exactly. We, people were still talking about Ragnick to get the job full time. So yeah. it's a bit of a false um, indicator. But, but no, we'd, I think we'd be... I think we need about another eight points to finish above five, last year. Five we need, I've just looked, yeah. My, my worry with that, though, I, I've said last season and probably for two or three seasons before that, is that that gap between what was City and Liverpool for the last three or four years when they've been, you know, getting 100 points, we've finished like 35 points behind them. And the way things are going, are we 22, Arsenal? So it could, it could be, again, close to 30, couldn't it, come the end of the season? That's, that's my worry. But again, that's, that's, win, that's winning another five games than what we've... You know, 15 points. I was happy. I would, happy is the wrong word. You want to close that gap, you know, to, to like 15 points. And obviously, but again, we know that the goals are going to obviously win games, and that's what we've been short of. So get a striker in there, we scoring 20 goals. We cut by about August last year, though, as well. Yeah, so yeah, you know, you've, got, yeah. you've got that to factor in as well. You yeah. know, you took a little 
treble, wouldn't you? Anyway, back to Man of the Matches before the data yeah, machine. A lot of improvements. I said we've talked about Bruno. I mentioned um, Anthony, I suppose. But I, I, I go with John, I think, McTominay, only because he's in there on his own almost. Yeah. Split decision, Rashford, for me. Again, it's, you know, he's won us 20 points single-handedly. So oh, so I'm the kicker then, aren't I? Yeah, um, I think... You know, my my um, head says Martinez, but my heart says McTominay tonight. So we'll give it Scott McTominay. We've had goals. I think um, for a while. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I think um, he, you know, he has, he has had a lot of criticism. He's had, a, you know, and like John says, if McTominay plays, it, it, it normally means Casemiro doesn't. So he has got um, an incredible amount of pressure. You know, every time he pulls on the shirt, um, which should be a given anyway. But I thought, um, yeah, um, a lot of blocks tonight, a lot, lot of um, passes forward, which I've, I thought were, um, you know, really useful. Just um, Scott McTominay, um, United, we stand man of the match tonight, definitely. Okay, yep, cheers, everyone. Um, we'll be back Saturday. Good night.